A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads, generally, for most people, are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello. You're listening to BFN. This is the podcast about IVF, infertility, trials of trying for a baby, and a bit of pregnancy. Ooh, it snuck in there, didn't yeah, it? Yeah, it did. <laughs> What's your name? I'm Emma. Well, I'm Gabby. And we're both card-carrying members of the Infertility Club, which will become even more important when you listen to this episode. Yes. Hey, guys. Um, so this is a bonus podcast. This is a bonus. Yeah. Um, it's about pregnancy. It is. Which is why it's a bonus podcast. Yes. Because we did not want to detract from our usual infertility offerings. Indeed. Um, but did think it was quite but an important still thing. still infertility based. It is still infertility based. So basically in this we are talking about pregnancy after infertility. Yes. Um, so we've got Kat Strawbridge, who you've heard from before on here, on all the way back on like episode... Three, I'm three, gonna say, yeah, yeah, three or four, um, and then we've got Roma Agawal, who is we've kind of known for a while, haven't we? Yeah, um, he's a really cool engineer. Yeah, she's got an MB, I think. Yep, she's a superstar engineer. Yeah, and she was on the Management Today magazine's 35 Under 35 Most Inspiring Women. Yeah, when we worked there. When we worked there. Um, hence us we were inspired. We were inspired. Um, she also came out very publicly as having gone through IVF. Um, at a conference fairly recently, uh, an engineering conference, yeah. which is it's incredible. It's incredible. <laughs> Can you imagine just being surrounded by men? No, I just yeah, yeah. She's a she's an amazing lady. She is. Um, so we yeah, it's literally just us talking about. Well, Gabby is officiating. Yeah, since I don't have any skin in the game, <laughs> I decided to moderate the conversation somewhat. Yeah. And be the voice of the still not pregnant person in the room. Absolutely. Which is important. Make sure I didn't get too moany. Yeah, exactly. I was there to shoot dirty looks if anyone was moaning too much. <laughs> Shut the fuck up, you Come bastards. Come on, guys. Come on. Get over it. Wake up and smell the coffee. <laughs> Decaffeinated coffee. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, I just think it, I thought it was an important, we thought it was an important conversation to yeah. have after everything that we've learned in the last few weeks look absolutely as someone who is still not pregnant and yeah. going through this journey the fact that you found it so anxious and you had so much kind of trouble up and down you know it was something that neither of us expected no so it was you know it became something that we I think we needed to explore on here basically I thought it was going to be a magical transformation back to my old self yeah no no once infertile always infertile so it seems Halfway through, there's a bit of a world exclusive. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There is. Um, Kat will reveal what flavour of child 
she is having. Ooh, exactly. Yeah. What a packet of crisps she's incubating. <laughs> so listen out for that one, lads. Yeah. Um, well, we should also say, if you don't want to listen to this... Please don't. Just don't, yeah. Just don't. Don't, don't worry about it. You know, yeah. you don't have to. It's, it is talking about pregnancy. So... So yeah, if you don't feel robust enough for that today, don't listen. Yeah, or or ever, or ever, yeah. Um, it's just yeah, it was just a little extra thing that we thought it was worth talking about. Yeah, absolutely. Enjoy. Okay, guys. Um, so this episode is focusing on pregnancy after infertility or IVF, and what makes that different, and the challenges associated. Because people like me who are not pregnant. Just think that two little lines is the end of all of the woes Uh, and thereafter happiness lies. Don't we all think that? So um, just to start off, I think let's kind of have a very quick recap on what everyone's story is, just so we have context for for these pregnancies. Kat, do you want to start? Yeah, sure. So uh, six years trying to conceive, um, three IUIs, four fresh rounds of IVF, two frozen transfers, um, and unfortunately, two miscarriages with previous fresh IVFs. But the fourth round, which I did in September last year, so 2018, has resulted in my current pregnancy, um, which hasn't come without its difficulties because it did start off as a twin pregnancy, but then I lost one at about nine, 10 weeks. Mm, okay. That must All have right. been really scary for you, like sad and scary. It was just it like the, the fact that we were expecting twins was like a massive shock because we'd only had a single embryo transfer. So that was like, whoa, get our heads around that. Yeah. And then just to start to feel comfortable with it all. Um, and then we found out between nine and 10 weeks that we had lost one, which mm. is just, you know, A, it was just a massive shock. B, you're, you're just not prepared to deal with that. It's like something I, you know, and I, I have been through two miscarriages, but I had a kind of miscarriage inside me, essentially, but I also had a baby that was alive and surviving and growing. And it's a very weird kind of juxtaposition of feelings. And yeah, it's, it's confusing. Um, okay, Roma? Do you want to give us an overview? Yeah, um, so I think it was about three years, although sometimes I lose track because, yeah, all these things start to merge into one. Um, so I had a, a lap and die. So they thought I had endometriosis, went in for surgery, come back. As I'm coming out of general anaesthetic, the surgeon comes and says to me, oh, you don't have endometriosis, but you're going to need IVF because your tubes are blocked. Um, and I just completely broke down at that point. And then she disappeared and I never heard from her again. So we didn't, I still till today do not know if that was something they could have fixed surgically or what the cause of it, nothing. Mm. Anyway, so got referred to IVF and then I had a fresh cycle, which resulted in ovarian hyperstimulation syndrome. So right. they couldn't do the transfer, but I only found that out on the day I literally went in for the transfer. So that was quite um, a shock. And then I had a frozen cycle which failed and then my second frozen cycle which I did also in about September, October last year has resulted in my current pregnancy. 
Congratulations. Thank you very much. How far along are you? So I'm 18 weeks now. Brilliant. Amazing. And um, Emma, do you want to just give us a I feel like everybody kind of knows this story. (laughs) Um, So I've been trying for three and a half years. I had done three rounds of Clomid, which I always forget that I did, but I did do those. Mm. Um, I did um, one egg collection, one embryo transfer, then I waited a year for the second embryo transfer because of all this fuckery. Mm. Um, and then I had I did my second embryo transfer almost a year to the day after my first one got a positive test thought that was the end Mm. of all my woes Um, three days later had a bleed went to hospital was told firstly that it was ectopic then I was told that it was um, a failing pregnancy then I was told it wasn't a failing pregnancy then I was told it was a failing pregnancy all of this happened within one week um, and then, like, just series of increasingly ludicrous freakouts ensued. Yeah, so so getting the positive test, how long did the, the kind of happy... And this is a question to everyone. How long after you get the, the absolute pure joy of seeing two lines, yeah. how long after that did the kind of anxiety come in? I mean, for me, it was three glorious days. Three days. And I remember saying to Beautiful John... Beautiful days. Yeah, I said to John, like... I'm I'm just going to be a really chilled out pregnant lady. Like, I'm not going to be anxious. I've done all my anxiety. I'm just going to be so chilled. And he kept being like, oh, my God, I've got my wife back. Sorry, mate. <laughs> Didn't last too long. No. Um, how about you, Roma? Um, yeah, so I think I had two days where I was, like, walking on air. I just thought, yes, I'm never going to have to do IVF again. That was because I would become so fed up of all the hormones and the injections and everything. And then about three three days later, I started then thinking just obsessively about miscarriage. Mm. So I bled twice. Um, one was when about a week after the positive pregnancy test. And I remember completely losing my shit that day yeah. and calling up the hospital and the GP and my sister and my friends and it, it just everywhere. And then I had another bleed about two weeks after that. Um, so yeah, I, I, I can definitely empathise with this, you know, the anxiety kind of carrying on from there. Yeah, and Kat, I guess your your situation is slightly different that you sadly already experienced miscarriage. So was there was there a moment where you were just it was pure joy, no anxiety, or was it kind of? It might have just been a moment, if I'm honest. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, we we had done a test at about three a.m. in the morning. And <laughs> no one can wait, can they? <laughs> well, once you're awake, you can't go back to sleep then, can you? That's so true. <laughs> it's first morning urine. <laughs> <laughs> but we only had one test in the house and the line was really, really faint. And I wasn't going to get up and go to Tesco's to buy some more, you know. Other supermarkets are available. Um, <laughs> That's good control. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so we called the clinic who told us when they opened told us to come in for um, a blood test. And then we had the day waiting. We watched all of the Sex and the City movies. Nice, nice. Obviously, but it was my request rather than Bob's. Um, <laughs> when they called, like that moment when they said it was definitely a yes, like that is something, like we just were both a, a wreck, to be perfectly honest. Yeah. And so that that's the moment of like pure joy like you say, and I, I'm I, like I am an optimist generally, so I don't want to sound really down about it. But yeah, I obviously I was really happy, but I was very conscious about what had gone before. 
I mean, that that's really interesting to me because I didn't I wasn't given a blood test I wasn't offered one and so I just had these pregnancy tests that I was weighing on and you don't really believe them I think at some mm. point you just think oh there must be something wrong with them and I and then I had an appointment which was about three weeks later and so you then have that three-week period where you're like is this actually real is it am I actually pregnant because you don't really have many symptoms you can't really tell if it's the drugs again because it just feels like an extended two-week wait turns into a three-week wait until you have the scan yeah and then you have the scan and then you've got another seven-week wait till you have your I don't know it, it just kind of it seems like I had lots of back to back weights mm. over periods of weeks. Mm. One thing that's really helped me is going for a lot of extra scans. <laughs> so I've so I'm 13 weeks yesterday, but technically obviously of those 13 weeks I've only been pregnant for 11 weeks because you just get two random ones added on the end. Um in those 11 weeks I've had eight scans. Wow. Which is a lot, but every time I've gone I've come out being like <sighs> and um, are they all, pardon me, transvaginal? Or have, yeah. you got the, have you got the outside ultrasounds yet? I'm so excited about those. I'm on outside. You're on outsideies. I don't have You've to graduated. shave my graduated. <laughs> <laughs> I, I went in for one at nine and a half weeks and I was wearing a skirt, obviously, and I shaved my legs. Yeah, I'm ready to make sure everything off. was nice and tidy down there. <laughs> don't do it for my husband. Do do it for the ultrasound lady. Um, and... I was like, so I basically got on the bed and started pulling my tights down. She's like, no, don't worry about it. I was like, what? She was like, no, we're going to do one on top. I was like, I'm only nine and a half weeks. And she was like, that's fine. We'll try. And if it doesn't work, we'll go up, up inside. Up the hoo-ha. Up the hoo-ha. And, and we saw an actual baby and it was moving and there was a heartbeat. And it's weird because our, neither of us have had like emotional crying moments at our scans at all. We've both just had like this insane feeling of relief, followed by a weird feeling of detachment. Mm. Because, like, I, I don't think either of us quite believe that it's in there. Right. And I think that's. I mean, I don't know about you guys, but that's a seems to be quite a common experience. Is that people don't really like they think they're in kind of the Truman Show and that they're being tricked, <laughs> being like shown a baby on a on a screen. Yeah, so I think, so so I had, yeah, around 10 weeks, I got one on the belly rather than inside, which was interesting. And then when I went to the 12-week scan, um, because the baby was in the wrong position, they did have to go oh, back uh, inside, which was yeah. nice. I thought I was done with that. <laughs> um, but then talking about the kind of that sense of relief, again, it probably lasted about two yeah. days. Yeah. And then again for the next week and a half. So I had, I think either five or six, I've actually lost count now in, in, a, in a similar period um, because I was so anxious and because I'd had so many friends and people close to me that had had miscarriages I just said I just need to keep seeing it to tell myself that it's still in there mm. um, but yeah so so two days of relief followed by again just however long of stress mm-hmm. and, and not believing it's actually happened Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. 
they supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Kat, you're a scan addict, don't you? Oh my God, I am a fully fledged member of the scan society. <laughs> I heard a lot of scans. I can't remember exactly what it is now. It's amazing how quickly you forget. But I had had, by the time I was, say, 15 weeks, I'd had about 10 scans. And oh, I was averaging, I think, once, one a week to 10 days. There was an extra one thrown in there because. We'd found out about the twin on the Thursday and that appointment was like a complete blur. Mm. Booked um, a scan on the Sunday just so we could see, you know, our little survivor. So, so that they, they did kind of skew the results ever so slightly, but there mm-hmm. were a lot of scans. But I felt differently, funny enough, um, although I have heard people say what you're saying, you guys, about the relief only lasting a couple of days. I found that I was cool kind of after the scans but it was a couple of days before the anxiety about going into them and Mm -hmm. it got to the point where actually I we stopped booking them in advance and we just kind of get to a stage where we thought right we're ready for another scan now and we'd kind of book it for the next day or the day after so that it was quite imminent Um, because you got scan anxiety (laughs) yes exactly and 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 like the, the kind of other end of the spectrum to you, Emma, we walked into most of the scans, most of the scans in tears, pretty much. <laughs> it was such a relief not to kind of get on the table in tears. And that definitely happened on our 12 week one. But I think after that, we kind of were all right. Because the beginning of my pregnancy was quite traumatic. Like, so I'd had an HCG test. Um, they told me that, well, the early pregnancy unit told me it was dangerously low. My clinic told me to shut up, it was fine. Um, Progesterone again, dangerously low, according to the early pregnancy unit, fine according to my clinic. Then the next HCG doubled, it's supposed to double every 48 hours. And then the next one didn't quite double, like it it was like 95% there, but it wasn't 100% again. And um, again, so the early pregnancy unit were like, "Mm, it's failing pregnancy. Mm. Um, So this is about five, five and a half weeks by now. Um, so when it got to my seven week scan, my clinic kept me waiting for 45 minutes. And by the end of it, I was pacing around, just around the room. I just, I could, I couldn't sit still. John kept being like, Emma, chill out. But I just, I could not 
calm down I was just pacing around and when I, I basically and I still do this every time I get on the bed and I just close my eyes until they tell me everything's okay I just don't want to see anything because mm. I you know I feel like having had so many scans in my life especially from IVF as well I just can't I can I can tell what's on an ultrasound straight away it doesn't take me long and fuck yeah. <laughs> oh I just you know yeah it's just so and how what's it like going from or graduating shall we say from the clinic to a hospital because I mean do do you think IVF patients should get different treatment in a hospital because of because of all the history because of the anxiety levels the EPU didn't treat me any different to anyone else and for me that you know my clinic was like well they don't understand IVF pregnancies and I still don't really understand what they meant by that Mm. Um, other than the fact that they miscalculated my dates. Well, so it's that's probably a, that's a it's, lack of understanding yeah. right there, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, a, that's a practical lack of understanding. But I suppose on the emotional mm. side as well, there needs to be some sort of understanding that... I, don't, what, I mean, what do you, so Kat, what, what, how did you feel going into an antenatal clinic? Well, I, I have to say I've had a, a different experience and like a more positive one. So my first scan, in fact, was at the EPU. And that was because I couldn't wait till whether it was week seven or week eight. I just needed to kind of see that something was going on. Um, and they were fantastic. I have to be honest. They were really gentle with me. Like, surprise, surprise. The first thing I do is tell them it's an IVF baby. Mm, yeah, <laughs> of course. But they were great because it was twins. We were put on extra care straight away, um, which actually was really reassuring. Even mm. once we found, you know, once it kind of became a singleton pregnancy, everyone did sigh a little bit of relief because it's a slightly, you know, lower risk pregnancy. Yeah. I am 40 now as well, which, you know, all adds mm. in the risk factors. Um, but I've always, I have touch wood other than there's one midwife who kind of, but I just feel like she's just a bit not that great anyway. <laughs> just not a very <laughs> nice artist. It's a bit like, you know, when you go to your GP and this is no offense, but they kind of, well, what does Google say? And you're like, well, I'm asking you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's the professional. We can... at home. <laughs> yeah. We all ask Google all the time. <laughs> yeah. But other than that, I have to say emotional care Everyone has been so lovely, really lovely. And on my 12-week scan, the sonographer kind of looked to see whether or not he could get me an extra, an extra, extra scan, which I'm having at 34 weeks. I had my consultant appointment a couple of weeks ago, and they've put in a couple of extra growth scans, um, you know, talking about birthing options and things. You know, I've, everyone has been amazing, actually. That's great. That's good to hear. Mm. What about you? Um so I'm trying to remember now. So so I did actually do a 12-week scan privately because my husband was out of the country for our NHS one. And so I had to book like a separate one oh, so that he'd yeah. be there. And and they were lovely. And then my 12-week scan, which I went without him, were great. And, and just rewinding back, when I went in after I was bleeding to the EPU, they were also really lovely. And I literally, I got onto the table. I was like, I'm really stressed about this. She said, I can see a heartbeat. And I just flooded into tears. <laughs> and she kind of tried to joke with me and say, I'm, I'm assuming that's because of relief. And I was like, oh, yes. <laughs> oh um, yeah. So, but then I think since I've, so I, I actually had my IVF and I'm now in the is antenatal clinic. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, in the same hospital. 
And so I find it really weird that instead of kind of going down into the basement, mm. I'm actually going up a story. Yeah. So I feel like, oh, I'm, I'm, you know, it's like one of those weird kind of levels of, of video game or something. So I'm, I'm, yeah. at, I'm at level one. You've leveled up. <laughs> leveled up. Um, and they haven't treated me at all differently with an IVF pregnancy. So I haven't been offered to see a consultant. Mm. Um, I did very sheepishly because I'm I've talked to Kat a bit about this. I'm really scared about talking about birthing options. And they, oh no, it's too early. Don't bother talking about that now. Um, so it feels like I'm now on the normal track, which is it's nice in a way that they think, yep, you're a normal pregnancy. Let's just carry on. But then yeah. I don't think they fully appreciate all the anxiety that yeah. I go in with every single mm. time. Are you all the same in that you don't want to like buy things for the baby yet? Oh yeah. Is that Well, I I was just going to say like um I had a really weird experience at my 12 week scan because it's supposed to be this great day, right? So you you have, you know, the it's finally a viable pregnancy or your miscarriage chances have dropped to like 5% or something. Mm. Um but I went in first of all that morning. And I think I've spoken about this before, but that morning I found out that deliciously Ella was <laughs> due in the same month as me. Um, she she got pregnant. They did a whole announcement. They had pictures of scans. It was delightful. Um, and something in my head just went insane. And I just got convinced that, well, if she's having a baby in August, then I can't. Like just, And John was like, what are you on about? Yeah. And I was like, no, like if somebody else is doing it, then I can't. And then we went into the, um, the unit at the hospital that I'm registered at. And there were all these heavily pregnant women. Mm. And I was shaking and sweating. And I was just like, I've got to get out of here. I've got to get out of here. And they sent me... So first of all, I had my scan. There was only a couple of pregnant women there. Although a few people had their kids. And I just felt... I just felt surrounded. And then they sent me up into the proper clinic. And there was maybe like 30 heavily, heavily pregnant women there. And I was waiting for half an hour. And there were kids running around. And I just felt like I had been ambushed and I couldn't sit still. And I was just like, I, I, I need to leave. I've got to get out. And John was like, look, you've got to have your bloods done. You can't, you can't leave. And I was like, can we, can we do it another day? And I just had this need to leave. And I, I, like, I thought about it and I was like, well, I've turned in the last three and a half years, my way of coping has been to turn pregnant women into the enemy. Like they are, you know, I've, I've joked about like, you know, not offering women my seat on the tube once and like you know wanting to kind of walking down the street and seeing them and just like glaring at them but I've turned them into the enemy and I, I basically was sitting in this room surrounded by the enemy and I was like what is <laughs> like what is going on John was like what is wrong with you he was like you do realize you're pregnant don't you and I was yeah. like I mean on an intellectual level I realize that but I don't think I do on an emotional level I don't think it's settled in so I, I booked myself a counseling appointment because I was like this is really weird and she was like well don't forget that you've got another six months for this to settle in she was like it takes time mm. Mm. and I, I just like that I did not expect it um, just felt weird yeah. I don't know if either of you have had that experience well, I I haven't actually been able to say I am pregnant like those three words until a couple of weeks ago so even when I was like I actually told my boss quite early on um because I just thought if things go wrong I was trying to cushion myself that I was going to need a lot of time off work Mm. and I should just tell my boss the reason so that I'm not being hassled Uh whatever and they were really great about it but I never said I am pregnant 
I would say things like, it looks like the IVF may have worked, like with <laughs> kind of triple layers of yeah. protection against it. Or, you know, I'm due in July or, you know, every kind yeah. of cliche that you yeah. can think of about describing a pregnancy without actually saying the words. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Do you get like that? Like it's surreal moments. I think I still say, and I think I might if we were around it, I think I said at the beginning of this, I'm currently pregnant. Almost like I haven't committed to the whole thing because I'm not yet convinced that it's going to go full term and have a baby. So I do find myself saying I'm currently pregnant. But my kind of, one of the weird things I wasn't expecting was when, as my bump was growing and like before it grows, well, my experience is, well, once it's growing, then I'll feel like I'm properly pregnant. Like you mentioned earlier on, I think, Emma, you kind of like can't quite believe it, even though the scans tell you, but yeah. it really doesn't comprehend. But I thought once the bumps grow in, like that will be really nice and reassuring. But I had this weird relationship with it. And I remember it was the 27th of December um, and lots of my family were up. And, but we had a midwife appointment. So that was 16 weeks. And I just, I, was, I spoke to her about it. I just felt I didn't want everyone it wasn't like looking at it it was I can't explain my feelings about yeah. it but it just I think I was it was self-preservation mm. it was, hang on a minute please don't because then you really will think I am and I just don't know how long this is going to last it wasn't that I was it wasn't certainly wasn't a vanity thing you know if, like mm. I my bump now you know mm-hmm. just to like wow this is kind of really happening and you're so you are on such self-protection that you almost don't want to believe that even though physically you can actually see it and everyone's getting more excited because they can see it as well. So if that makes any sense whatsoever. Yeah. No, it, it does. does. And, and like to answer your question about buying stuff for the baby, forget buying stuff for the baby. I didn't buy maternity clothes for <laughs> ages. And I was just like strapping myself into these jeans that clearly did not fit me. <sighs> and just like, I'm really uncomfortable and sitting in the office and I was like, I just refuse to buy anything because what's the point? And I was, it was always that mentality that, you know, wow. what's the point? I'm going to buy these new jeans and I'll wear them a couple of times and what's the point? Yeah. We're nuts, aren't we? We're all nuts. <laughs> like, the, millions of women give birth <laughs> all the time. Yeah. I, it's just, it, I don't, like people, when I kind of try and explain this to people, they're just like, what? It is hard to comprehend from, even from me, yeah. you know, from the other side. I'm like, oh, but it'll be great. You know, <laughs> still, I'm like... Yeah. Yeah, we, because you're, you, you're like, you're going to have a baby. Yeah, exactly. Whereas I'm like, if I lost the baby now, the fetus would be really big. It'd be way worse yeah. than anything, like, any think other about prospect it. you've it's ever weird. faced. Yeah. yeah, and that app, I've got one of those apps and it says it's the size of a clownfish now and I just think <laughs> the size of a clownfish is They give you strange really things scary to say the same size of, don't well, they? Well, my app has clownf- four different um, subsections. <laughs> Oh, God. <laughs> and they're all crap. I just have fruit. What, the, what oh, else do you have? I've got fruit and vegetables, <laughs> fun and games, which is like um, toy cars and toy soldiers, um, French patisserie. Ooh. And you totally do that one. Animals. Yeah, that, yeah. Would, be, that would be my, my option, cat. <laughs> I just, I go through it all every week. Um, and so, okay, what, you know, is it, possible in your perspectives to have a happy infertility slash IVF pregnancy I don't know anyone who's done it do you do you know anyone who's just chilled through it not really and and kind of going back to what you were saying a second ago like it's gutting that you're not 
you know like you so want to and mm -hmm. I do genuinely enjoy as much of it as I can as mm. now and like now that I can um oh, should I give you an exclusive now oh. that I her move oh, oh my god <laughs> it's, that, it's a world uh, exclusive <laughs> wow yeah that is incredible it really yeah. and bob can feel her sometimes and it does feel really weird but now i think i'm moving into a kind of a different phase of it where i just look down and think oh my gosh like i've still got the best part of four months to go Mm. how is my skin gonna strong mm. <laughs> <laughs> so, i've started this week feeling like the top abdominal muscles it's almost like someone's got their fingers in there and they're kind of pulling them apart it's just i i, I, I was messaging someone who just had their baby recently um louise our ivf way and i was just saying i'm just a bit freaked out by it in the best yeah way and millions of women have gone before me and it's been fine but you're like wow how is my body gonna get that big I don't understand it I can't comprehend it um, I think I've got to the stage now where I'm a bit more comfortable so I haven't actually had any scans since my 12 week scan well so I've gotten a bit more comfortable and they you know they say that you can just start to feel bits of flutters and mm. um you can't tell if it's gas or if it's the baby <laughs> quite frankly because it feels about the same um all those carbs again yeah um but i feel like there are little kind of pops or little like nudges mm -hmm. and and i find that kind of really amazing mm. and i'm actually sad that my husband can't experience that because it's it's nowhere where he can actually feel that yet it'll probably yeah. take a few more weeks um and i'm again i'm hoping that I will, I will, I will continue on this trajectory of yeah. of calm. But but, cat, exactly like you said, I think what freaks me out about going to these scan hospital rooms and seeing these women who are so heavily pregnant is like I just don't understand how my body's going to do that. <laughs> and I also feel like because my body hasn't felt my own for about a year and a half with all the poking and the prodding yeah. and the mm. you know the injections and hormones. the bleeds and hormones, everything. I just feel like it's just not been my own body, and I still feel that way because. My boobs have changed and I'm starting, I've put on a heap of weight and I'm just like, I don't know how my body is going to be yeah. in the next six mm. months and, mm. and also how it's going to come out of me. So that's, <laughs> so that's like, that, that's the, yeah. the next big but stress. Those things are like normal pregnant lady fears, right? Yeah. I Probably. think those are like normal, but that's cool. You guys are, you've got normal pregnant lady anxiety. But, but I think that the idea of a vaginal birth, I don't know if that freaks me out more because I'm like, I have been poked and prodded there so much with all these ultrasound scans and things yeah. that I almost just, I just want to leave the area alone. You know, if, if we've had enough. <laughs> um, what can we do to avoid that? Yeah. And I think if I hadn't had IVF, that probably wouldn't have been yeah. an anxiety that I faced. So it's a bit like, do I, do I get the C-section and kind of scar another bit of my body? Or do I just carry on with scarring the one that's already a bit scarred? I, I mean, it's like, um, it's like a collection isn't it with scars collect them all i've got yeah. my jab scars i've got my <laughs> surgery scars i've got the the one that started it all the appendix scar mm. wow um, yeah where it all began yeah um yeah why not just get another one the only way i've got through this so far not the only way it hasn't been that bad but it, one of the ways i've got through this so far is just to say and a cat you kind of helped me come up with this one is um it's just to say today i'm pregnant like every mm. day I might be scared about what's happening. I've just had seven straight days of bleeding. 
after I came off my progesterone, guys, when the clinic tell you nothing's going to happen, something might happen. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and and every morning I woke up and I was like, well, it's not like period bleeding, so today I'm still pregnant. Mm. And that's the that's the only way I've managed to kind of stay sane. The power of the mantra. <laughs> yeah, I'm not really a mantras person, but there you go. <laughs> I think they help, man. They help. Yeah. I certainly, when people kind of get their pregnancy test, and this is, I think I probably said this to you as well, Emma, it's like, you're right where you need to be to get to the next bit. Yeah. And so as much as it's kind of really difficult and you're scared and anxious and everything else, like when you get that double line or when you get that positive, you know, blood test, that's exactly where you need to be to get to the next day, to get to the next week, to get to the next scan. And each scan is like that. Each day is like that. And that's, kind of as much as we can celebrate sometimes, but as long yeah. as we try and celebrate that, then, you know, we just you can try and keep a level head and, and enjoy as much as we can, really. I think basically pregnancy is another part of the IVF process. Hmm. And you don't, you don't think that. You think pregnancy is the goal, and it is in many ways, but actually a baby is the goal. Mm. Mm. I think that's really nice, Kat, that, um, you know, celebrate what you can and what mm. you're comfortable to celebrate and that's how you can enjoy it rather than trying to be completely chilled and earth mothery yeah. about it in the way that we all dreamed about being pregnant when we were innocent in our 20s thanks for putting up with our moaning mate <laughs> and to everyone else out there who's in the same position as me um we'll get there guys yeah and also why are you listening <laughs> thanks guys thanks so much thank for you on. Thanks. Take care. Bye. And that concludes tonight's production. Indeed. I do hope you enjoyed. Um, Is it enjoyable? I think it's enjoyable. enjoyable. If you have any questions or comments, um, please rate and review the podcast. Yes. Please um, follow us on Instagram. At Big Fat Negative. Or Twitter. At Big Fat Negative. Or Facebook. Big Fat Negative. Or email us. BigFatNegativePodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear your views and whether you think we're being smug or any bitches. Well, Gabby isn't, but, but me. Yeah, let us know if that was the right tone. Yeah. Because we're a bit sensitive about this episode. We are a bit sensitive about this episode. Yeah. We're worried. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't know. I just thought it was a conversation worth having. I think so. Have a lovely day. Goodbye. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code Buttery. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.